just a bloke in a bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a very merry episode of Bloke in a Bar. Who says that blokes can't get in the spirit of Christmas? Who says that? And Rain, I know you're watching this. Santa is real. Santa is real. He may look a bit like Dad and got a big beak, which is not usually depicted like that. But look, we're in 2023. We're in 2023. Santa can be whatever he wants to be, baby. And right now he's the beak. We've got the great guru with us. How you going, LaRue? Oh, going well, mate. I've got the uh, Adam Gilchrist ears today. <laughs> <laughs> Timmy, mate, how you going, brother? Good, mate. Tell you what, Santa's had a big off-season. He's, uh, he's in shape. <laughs> What about you, Hammy? How are you going, brother? Very well, Father Kempmas. Uh, <laughs> make sure, Rain, if you're watching, leave a little bit of liver out for uh, Santa Claus this year. <laughs> a little bit of liver. Tree. So, Merry, Merry Beakmas. Merry Beakmas. Merry Beakmas, everyone. Uh, obviously, this is going to be our last episode, maybe forever. We might get cancelled for this episode. <laughs> uh, but for the year, it's our last episode. Maddie, he's going away. Uh, and I'm sure the boys want a little rest. So, last episode for, for the year. And then we return, I think, on the 8th of January. On the 8th of January, uh, for Bloke, we'll still have um, Wednesday podcast and s- that's it. And then so there'll probably be like two weeks with no um, podcast from two to three <laughs> weeks from no podcast because you get back from Bali? Bali, yeah. In what, January 3rd or something? Uh, about that, yeah. Uh, and then we're back into it. We're back into it. What are you boys? What's the schedule like for you boys? I was about to say, uh, Maddie's holiday started last night, I think. Oh. Okay, a bit of goss, eh? We're the boys on the beers. Like hey, a few beers. A bit of carry on. Plenty. Hey, look, to be honest, Matty on the beers can go either two ways. <laughs> Best night of your life, or you want to punch a bloke. Go from zero to 100 very quickly. <laughs> very a bit quickly. from column A, a bit from column B, I think, yeah. last night there, wasn't there? Look, if you, haven't, <laughs> if you haven't punched your mate, but also had the best night of your life, is he really your mate? That's what <laughs> I want to know. That's what I want to know. Uh, as always, guys, brought to you by Bloke Beer. Get in your local. I mean, the weather is perfect for a nice cold beer. Uh, easy drinking. It's, it's Aussie spirit in a can, guys. Aussie spirit in a can. And it's a beer for blokes that turn up. So turn up to your local independent liquor store. Grab a case of Bloke Beer. A beautiful, easy drinking lager. And we've also got our midi. Uh, oh, man, this friggin' this fake beer. The stuff keeps getting in my mouth. Fake? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't notice? Interesting. Yeah, well... Um, <laughs> sorry to burst everyone's bubble. <laughs> this beard's not not real. It's not real. Um, look, the internet. What is real on the internet these days? Not for us to say. And can't trust anything. <laughs> can't trust anything. How <laughs> um, you been, boys? I mean, first of all, I mean, as it is the last episode of the season mm. or of the year, uh, massive thank you to everyone that's listened this year. Mm. Had a huge year. I think the stats were up quite significant amount. I think we had fifty percent increase just on Spotify alone in listeners. Uh, I think we were like six. Was it sixty thousand? Just on Spotify, we were sixty thousand people's top ten podcast. Uh, I think it was about thirty thousand top five and twenty thousand top one. So if you double that, because we actually have more listeners than Apple, Apple, you're looking at like I don't know. Let's just say a hundred thousand people's ugh, favorite podcast. Um, and you all should reflect on that because I don't know why you like this podcast so much. That's actually a, a representation of you, not me. <laughs> so maybe in the off season, have a good look at yourself in the mirror and say, why do I listen to blokes so much? Now, all jokes aside, a massive thank you to everyone on the, um, on the can we say panel or is that too official? You can say what you want. Yeah. 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 It's our house, baby. Right. Yeah. 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 Panels are right. Yeah. Uh, on the panel. Um, we really appreciate the support guys. It's been an incredible year and, as always, instead of just saying thank you, we will try to repay you and good content going forward. Gira, you got anything to say to the people? 
No, thank you. Thank you to all. It's been a big year. Yeah. What about you, Timmy? Anything to say to the people? Very much the same, yeah. Listen to us dribble every Monday. It uh, makes life pretty good, so they keep tuning in. We get to keep doing it, so it's so days. good. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. We really do appreciate it. We never, ever walk in here and go, oh, man, this sucks. We understand how lucky we are to be able to be doing this. Um, so we really do appreciate the support. Let's get into it, eh? Oh, thanks for the people at Sportsbet as well. We've got a, uh, the, the team back there said to oh. send our regards. Merry oh. Christmas. Thanks for putting up with us for a year and uh, back again next year. Yeah, no, again. absolutely back again next year. Sportsbet, I mean, you've, you've had a fair few Christmas parties. There's been whispers going around that you're, you're going back to back nearly. Yeah, yeah. I've done well to squeeze you in between uh, Christmas functions, <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm starting to feel it a little bit, so I'm, I'm, I'm almost... Hitting my point of Christmas party fatigue, but um, but in saying that, yep, got on the beers last night. Yep, you had some one RM testing this morning. We did, yeah, had a bit of one RM testing today. Deadlift on the cards today. And then for the people listening, for the for the plebs, that means one rep max. One rep max for those playing at home. Yeah, uh, and against the odds, um, <laughs> with with a few beers under the belt uh, yesterday, uh, new PB. New PB on the deadlift. New PB. He's yeah. done it. He's done yeah. it. Is this your flu game? Get it. This is my, that was my flu game. My beer game. My beer lift. They'll refer to that in, in years to come. But um, yeah, very, very excited. And so you've got bench press. Squat and bench still to come. Yep. Not feeling as confident on those. They're, they're, yeah, as I say, the, the dead was my beer. So my you're beer a power lift. man. You're a power man. I'm a power man. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Not, a, not a controlled strength of power man. Yeah, that's right. So 180 today. I, I did request if I cracked the 180, if they could play Chase the Sun, the dart song. <laughs> And get everyone to join in and yep. uh, get around me. Yep. Uh, but they didn't do that. But um, <laughs> let's not get, let that get in the way of a great PB. Uh, <laughs> been working towards for months. So good I, start to the day. I thought he was at millions last night. Really? I didn't think he'd be there. Well, I bet he's made of different stuff. He he's, is. What stuff are you made of? Different stuff. Uh, bloke and bloke mid. Both great beers. So <laughs> make sure you give yourself a slug uh, oh, this Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of your best, Hammy. That's yep. one of your best. Now, it's time to face a bit of music. It's time to face a bit of music. Yep. Uh, the Big Bash, it's back. However, it's been a very disrupted start to the season. First two nights of the season, saw Brizzy Heat absolutely dominate the Stars. Your boys. Um, look, some of us get cricket on this panel, some of us don't. I understand. Uh, Hammy, walk us through it. Brought to you by Sportsbet. Absolute legends over there. And as Hammy said, they've been incredible partners. Thank you so much to Sportsbet. And a merry beakness to Sportsbet as well. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll pass that on to the team back at home. So, basically, the, the tips that we had... Uh, last week, we had the Heat and Stars game to kick us off. We also had some futures uh, predictions as well, which we don't have a result for. We had some futures bets that went up as well, of course, on Friday that you boys spoke about. Bit of bit of uh, wet pitch in Geelong and uh, a bit of uh, La Nina sweeping through Adelaide has affected those a little bit, but we're going to hang in there. Yeah. We're going to hang in there. But the Heat uh, missed out on a game, so that's impacted your... Your bet. Um, I also had uh, Spencer Johnson in there that we could take it from the heat. So I'm under the pump a little bit. Jake Fraser McGurk, they only got five overs in last night. So it's not easy. It's not yeah. easy, but it's a long summer, isn't it? Kemper? Yeah, but so. we're all about turning up here. We turn up regardless of the results around us and get the job done. We do. We do. So, all right, here's how we went last week. So the heat and the stars game to kick us off was basically the, the, the big showpiece event. Uh, we'll kick off with um, Denon. So, you had we had to get your head to head your top run score a top wicket taker. Uh, your you got correct the Brisbane Heat to win thirteen plus they won by one hundred and three runs so <laughs> there you go very good start there thanks for coming baby thanks that, for coming easy that, dub that's basically and I hope this doesn't spoil your beak miss but uh, didn't go so well from there you had Maxwell top runs didn't happen top wicket taker there was actually no selection from you there you said <laughs> I'm going to let you boys do your top wicket takers and we'll come back to me at the end 
And we didn't. And you never came back. You just we just grew. <laughs> so I know it's the end of the year, Kempi, but a little bit of attention to detail. I've got to make but sure you keep is that. Is that a, on? I said we'll come back to me, and as you as the host of Face of Music, you didn't come back to me. But as the host of the show, Kempi, you're steering it around, and I, I thought it might have been on you to just take, take <laughs> so the So bad running. communication there. Bad communication, <laughs> um, which I've decided to deduct 1.5. Oh, fuck off. Fuck, he's so, got an in for you. That is unbelievable. So total points of minus 0.5 there. You have, you have ruined, you've ruined my, now my son's crying at home. <laughs> now my son is crying at home. You've ruined his Christmas. Well, I think I've taken a few points off some other people, so hopefully that can get him going again. <laughs> watching at home. I don't think I've got any points to take off. This no, you deserve to lose a lot of points <laughs> after last time. Oh, I'm sure it'll come More up. on that in a moment. Yeah, good. Uh, okay. Funny you bring that up. Serial <laughs> killer. Guru, we'll start with you first. You had the stars head to head. Didn't happen. Stoinis, top runs. Didn't happen. Xavier Bartlett, top wickets. Didn't happen. So you got a duck egg for Christmas there. A little lump and of coal. And at the top of the leaderboard too. We'll yeah, you are. So currently a chip leader on zero. Guru. <laughs> Hang on a sec. I'd be on zero too, wouldn't I? No, I took 1.5 points. I see your minus. You 0. took 1.5. <laughs> what the put fuck? A, you didn't put a guess in. One, but 1.5. When has there ever been 1.5 taken off? Oh, about. He doesn't make the rules. He just enforces them. <laughs> That's outrageous. More. But on, you are the Grinch. More on that. More you on are that. the Grinch. Well, yeah, I think a few people are going to be calling me the Grinch by now. <laughs> um, so, Timmy, we'll get to Timmy now. So, Timmy had the stars head-to-head. Sam Harper top runs. He scored two, a gritty two of four balls there. Two of the, it was more than Stoin, wasn't it? Just for the record. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, but then you had, technically you had correct, Coulton Isle top wicket taker for the stars. He had one wicket, but so did two other blokes. So, I've given you a third of a point there. Thanks, mate. I appreciate that. the points. But I want to just put this one to you, yeah, Father Beatness. Yeah, okay. Whether we take... Um, <laughs> 0.83 of a point off, which would make him level with you, or if we let this one ride. So yesterday we were sitting um, uh, at the pub, enjoying mm. a couple of beers. Beautiful real estate there, akin to uh, Hammy's Wicked Taker Bingo, just sitting below the head-to-head <laughs> bets uh, in the sports bet app there. Beautiful view of Bondi Beach, enjoying it. We had a couple of jugs of, um, of uh, other beers. One was one brand, one was another. And uh, Timmy was pretty uh, keen on having just the one brand of beer. Fills his beer up out of the jug. He goes, hang on, is this the beer I've been having or the other beer? He said, oh, no, that's the other beer. So Timmy just pours it back in the jug out of his glass he's been drinking out of. What? And we all went, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. He said, what? We're like, nah, that's not play on. That might come up in Face the Music tomorrow, and it has. So um, do you think we deduct a point for that sort let, of... No, let me justify myself before it does. <laughs> well, good luck. K- Kempi needs the, the, full, the full picture. Now, firstly, I'm happy to be held accountable for my actions. <laughs> this did occur and I'm not denying it. However, there was a lot going on at the time and I think Kempi will appreciate it. First, he's a super coach fan that we know that he is. So this was about 20 minutes before the game, the Big Bash game kicked off last night. Mm. Being the content creator that I am trying to help the SC play with Faithful, I am scrambling on my phone at the last minute to get the teams out to the people, doing analysis on the lineups. All the while trying to fix my own Supercoach team because there'd been some big news come out of the team list that mm. dropped. Whilst trying to name the 2004 Cowboys round one team and who played lock for them. It was Travis Norton, by the way, for anyone <laughs> With the beer, it was a clean cup. I started pouring it in, realised it was the wrong beer and I threw it back in. So it was a clean cup, back into the jug. Talk to me. I, I, I failed to see the connection. Or everything you just said about Supercoach and everything. <laughs> I was under what the has pump. that got to do with you pouring your beer back in? I was trying to put you off the scent there, Kempi. Would, would, wouldn't it mean pump. if you were distracted, you'd put the beer down and 
be focused on the things that are distracting well, I'm, you? Well, I'm trying to get the teams out and do all this at once while pouring the beer. Then I went, shit, wrong beer, put it back in. <laughs> oh, that's that's outrageous. Not a, not a strong point. But oh, my God. No, that is absolutely a dis- deduction. Yep. And I'm surprised you didn't throw the beer in his face, if I'm being honest. I thought about it. I thought about it. I thought I'll, I'll do that in more of a metaphorically throw the beer in his face in the content sense on the show the next day. So I'm going to deduct uh, off your advice there, Kim. I'm going to deduct 0.84 of a point, which takes Timmy now to minus 0.51. Uh, you're minus 0.5. And Guru is our leader at the moment on zero. So it's been a hotly contested uh, final round of uh, facing music. I'm, actually, I'm happy to cop that. It wasn't a great moment. <laughs> Uh, Matty, you had Spencer Johnson top wicket wrong, but you had the heat head-to-head, and you had Colin Munro um, top run score. He made 99. Matty, is it a slight advantage here? He's a big Indian cricket fan, as we've seen in the last couple of weeks. Watches a lot of IPL. Mm. Um, goes to the Indian kebab shop on... And you also took your partner out for Indian the other night as well, Matty. Have we got a sleeper? Where there's smoke, there's fire. We got a, I think we might have an Indian double agent yep. in our friggin'... Have you been turned by the Indian government? <laughs> Have they, I think he has been turned by the Indian government. If we, if we, we need to fucking... Yeah. Hey, listen, Albanese, if you're watching, we may have a sleeper cell <laughs> yeah, yeah. at bloke headquarters. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. And the, the fact that he cried so much about, oh, it was a mistake and I should have gone after Australia, and then doubles down on the, yeah. the passion for his Indian brothers. Yeah. Unbelievable. Damning evidence. He's, he's damning evidence. He's saying he's got a, he hasn't got a mic, but his silence is deafening. I will say that much. <laughs> and this, this actually be a bit of a test for Albo because they're both Rabbitohs fans. Mm-hmm. How's he gonna How's he gonna deal with uh, Matty? We'll have to wait and see in the new year. Listen, I think Albo puts the country before the Rabbitohs. Yep, I think he does, yep. and I think that you know he may be deported. Well, this this will be an interesting litmus test. Interesting litmus <laughs> test. Watch this space. So anyway, Matty, despite uh, betraying your country, you are the leader on two points at the moment. <laughs> Uh, and then not my best round of tipping. I had the stars, Harper and Johnson for a total points of zero. But um, <laughs> that, that hits me an equal second this week. So, <laughs> so that is Face the Music. Uh, for the final time uh, this year, that is the results. Um, I'm going to get a couple of predictions for you from you guys uh, for the summer of cricket coming up. Because by the time we get back, Australia will have played three tests against Pakistan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that series will be done and dusted. So I want to get your series prediction. Um, so whether that's a 3-0, 2-1, whatever you think the score might be. Top Aussie run scorer, top Aussie wicket taker. And we will get these priced up and whacked on the, the site after today as well. So, uh, Father Kempmas, you have the new ball. Um, what is your series prediction? Um, my series, obviously, straight to win. Yep. What, we are, so there's three tests. What, what's your score on? 2-1. 2-1. Oh. Just doing a bit of math here. Yep. <laughs> Take your time. Yep. Uh, two one to Australia. Yep. Okay. Two one to Australia. Yep. I think uh, Warner, top, top runs on his victory lap. Yep. Just just to answer the naysayers. Yep. Uh, and I think Paddy Cummins top wicket. Cummins top wicket taker. Yeah. Paddy Blue Eyes. Which uh, just to dig a little bit deeper there on, <coughs> yeah. on your tips there, Father sure. Cummins. Which which test do you think we drop? Perth, <laughs> Sydney, or, or Melbourne? Mm. And why? <laughs> yeah. Look. Look. I think that. Um, It'll be the one where we score less runs than they do. Yep. Um, and I think the reasons why is because they have more runs than us. Yep. Can't fault that. <laughs> Guru, who you got? Uh, three zip, yep. Australia. Uh, I'm going to go Uzi. Yep. Top run scorer. Yep. And yeah, I'll go Paddy Cummins as well. Yep. Timmy? 3 nil, Australia. Yep. Uh, Marnus is going to get an absolute... Bus load of runs. Yep. Could break some records. Mm-hmm. 
And I was going to go Cummins, but we'll go we'll go the goat Gaz line. Yeah, he's back in. Yeah, <coughs> Gary's back in. Yeah, I will go Australia three nil. Yep, Uzi top runs. Yep, and I'll go Stark most weeks. Starky, okay. Uh, I'm going to go Aussies two one. I oh, sorry two nil. I think we we'll have a washout or a draw. Mm. La Nina keeps keeps ruining the Sydney test. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> hope I'm wrong. Uh, but just to give it a bit of variety, I've got to go Australia 2 0. I'm going to go Marnus top runs. And I think I'm going to go with Gary as well, top wicket taker. So we'll see how we go there. That's for the test. And we've got a T20 as well tonight. So we may as well put in some tips for that one. We've got the Hurricanes versus the Sixers. They were both $1.90 this morning. The Hurricanes now $1.79. The Sixers $2.10. Uh, can I get a head to head, a top run scorer, and a top bowler? Um, Take us away, Kempi. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm feeling very uh, I'm in the spirit So how about you boys go first And then you You can come back to me I will alright okay. I'll make sure I do this week uh, Timmy Take us away Nathan Ellis Top wicket taker Yep Top run scorer James Vince Yep Hello uh, Hobart to win McDermott runs Meredith wickets Sixes yep. to win I'll go Sixers to win. I'm going to go, um, who will I go? I'll go Hughes, top run scorer. Mm -hmm. And Bowler. Kempi, anything for me? I'm still uh, doing a bit of research. Mate. Well, your man, your man guru for top wicket taker, Paddy Dooley, will be going around tonight. Yeah, give me Paddy Dooley. Yeah, for the Canes. <laughs> Obviously. Shit down. Uh, I'm going to go Hurricanes. Now, the home team has won 16 of the Hurricanes' last 17 games. So down there at uh, Launceston. Also where I was born tonight, so I feel a great affinity to the, uh, to the Utah's arena. Uh, hope but Hurricanes to win. I'll go, uh, I might take McDermott as well, top runs. And I'm going to take, take Paddy Dooley as well, I think, top wickets. Please share with us what that Google search was. I am so intrigued. <laughs> now listen, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't looked on Google, mate. I've just been thinking through my head, the squad list. I'm going Hurricanes to win. Yep. I reckon Heelslet's going to have a great <laughs> night on the bat. Sammy Heelslet. And Meredith, mate, he's been following the house down. <laughs> Riley Meredith. Yep. We've, of course, had the, the Meredith Music Festival over the weekend as well, so he'll be up and about for it. <laughs> exactly. Yep. There, so there you go. And obviously it. I'm going to go um, Hurricanes to win. The Canes. The Off Canes. the back of that stat. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Love it. All right. Uh, I have thrown one more in here, and I've done it for Maddie. Because he's a big India cricket fan. I just, yeah, need, okay. a, I just, I just need a head-to-head -head here, boys. Okay. Nothing too complicated. They start their T20 series against South Africa <coughs> on, uh, on Wednesday night. Um, so who you got there, head-to-head, -head, India or South Africa? I'm going to go South Africa for a bit of revenge. Yeah. From Your boys, what? South Australia. Yeah, South Australia. Yeah. Um, bit of revenge, yep. I reckon. Yep. Um, and, yeah, that's what I'm going. I'm going to go Team Matty. I'm going to go India. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Maddie's Indians, and while we're at it, shout out to the uh, the West Indies, towed up the palms in that series, <laughs> two one. Hashtag England lol, get it trending, <laughs> hilarious, great uh, way to end. Yeah, year. obviously I'll go India. Yep, mm. oh, duh. Not sure why you, you probably didn't need to come up for that. To be honest, Jesus. we could danced like you were on Bollywood walking up here just then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take South Australia at two dollars fifteen, India dollar seventy one. So that's it. That's it. We'll come back to those in uh, in early January there. Early Jan, baby. Yep. Early Jan. Um, I tell you what, it's going to be a big year for Face the Music next year. Mm -hmm. we get some big bets on, some big uh, 
I guess some big ways to show that you're holding yourself accountable. Yep. Some big ways to show. We're going to take it to the net. We have spoken about that. We're going to we're going to really raise the bar. I think on the uh, some yes. of the, not punishments, but the consequences. Well, it's it's taking yourself to account. Yeah, it is. You know, here on bloke, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. We're not going to shy away from the fact that we got something wrong. We're going to unlike Timmy, who tried to excuse his way out of a terrible <laughs> report, a report of a schooner into a fucking jug. Is that? I, I'm surprised you didn't get kicked out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd also like the security tapes from the Bondi RSL because I'm not convinced it was a clean cup. I'm not buying it. Yeah. Is so, so is that a bit of misinformation? Yeah, I reckon that's, yeah. Wow, well, yeah. a, a bit of false. Propaganda. Is that a false flag? Nah, These false flags is. It was clean, it was clean. Oh, he doesn't sound confident. <laughs> oh. Time will tell, wow. I guess. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, well, lucky it's the end of the year because it would have been downhill for the rest of the year for you, Timmy. Um, that's brought, uh, Face the Music brought to you by Sportsbet. Massive thank you to the legends over at Sportsbet. Always appreciate the support. If you're going to have a punt, you do it with sports bet. The best in the business, but make sure to always gamble responsibly. You win some, but you lose more. Uh, now, boys, biggest news from last week. Olakawatu signs an eight-year deal with Manly until 2031, reportedly worth a total of $8 million. Now, this doesn't mean he'll earn a million each year. I'd assume it would be a back-ended deal. Guru, what are your thoughts, mate? Yeah, it's a long time, isn't it? It is a long, long time. Uh, and I think, you know, we, we spoke about it pre-show that I think everyone's natural reaction is to go, fuck, a million dollars, that's crazy. But, you know, as we've said through the last few weeks, salary cap changes and whatnot. I guess for people at home, Kempi, where would you actually sort of equate it to over the next few years? How would you explain it? Yeah, so basically right now, so the deal starting next year, I'm pretty sure. Yep. 800 grand is about a million. It's about 20%. You've, you've, you've looked yeah, at it as well. Yeah, so the way I roughly look at it is, and this is from analysis from people far more intelligent than I, but I think from about five years ago, the players on around that 800, 900, a million from five years ago, you roughly add about 200K to it. So a million dollars a year for Olaquatu now would be the equivalent five years ago of around about 800K. 800K. And so if you were to sit here and go, Olaquatu has just signed a three-year deal, 800K a season, you'd go... Yeah, that's that's about right. Like yeah. it's a lot, it's a lot. But he is a top tier back rower that most likely will play Origin in the next year or so. So, although the million dollars sounds like a lot, um, it's it's not as much as it seems like to us at the moment. And we'll just get used to these numbers as as it get. You know, I'm sure five years ago when people started signing contracts, they were going, "Holy shit!" Yeah. Um, I think the biggest question is the eight year length of the deal. That yeah. is, um, it's quite surprising. Uh, massive congratulations to Olakawatu though. Bloody get your deal. Like that's set you up for life. Yeah, shout out to him and his uh management. It's unbelievable deal. And yeah, the eight years is what worries me mm. quite a bit. Uh and he's shown over the last, you know, two to three seasons he's a fantastic back rower, but geez, eight years is just so long. If I I personally I don't think I'd sign in particular forwards. I don't think I'd ever sign forwards to deals like that. Would you in Again, the market pressure, I think, changes. Yep. You know, as a club, you are trying to get into the eight. You're trying to play finals footy. The question, I think, should be for all of us, and, you know, we're going to have different opinions of this, of the understanding that he could, you could lose that guy. Not could, you definitely would. And there's definitely multiple clubs that would sign him for 800 grand a year, probably three to four-year deal. I guess that's the question we need to ask ourselves. Yeah. If you're in manly shoes and there's a bunch of clubs that will pay 800K for him, what do you need to do to keep him, especially with... I don't think they have 800K in the cap over the next two to three years to sign him. So I think in their mind, they're sitting there going, all right, we want to keep you. So what we'll do is we'll, you put you on unders now. 
probably about 600k I'd say but then in the years where these guys come off contract you will be upgraded to probably your market value that's the question I guess yeah which you know makes complete sense uh I just I don't know I just it always worries me especially with forwards especially with guys like him that are high impact Mm. You know, like it takes a toll on your body. Yeah. And, you know, I, I also look at the position he's in right now. You know, he plays on the right edge for Manly, sitting outside DCE, who won't be there forever. Mm. Um, you know, is are they going to be able to get another halfback of his quality, giving him service like that? Reality is probably not. Mm. DCE is top tier. That's my only hesitations. But you're right, mate, if you don't, you know, <clears throat> there would have been a lot of clubs lining up for this signature. So if you don't go long term like that, you potentially don't keep him. And we, we always, in league, and it's, it's fair. We always look at the glass half empty to a degree. Yep. What if he fulfills his potential? He's on unders in four years' time. What do you reckon, Timmy? I don't like the deal for Manly, from being honest. I think for Ola Kawatu, and as you mentioned his management team, incredible deal to lock in that sort of money long-term at his age. Congratulations to him. From Manly's perspective, an eight-year deal, that's a long time for a bloke who, you know, he hasn't played origin football yet. He was close to it this year. Uh, he's been decent at international level, but, you know, I don't know if he has – he's got upside in him because he's, he's a gun, but, like, you look at other big long-term deals in Daly Cherry Evans, in Jason Taumalolo, they're genuine, like, superstars of our game, and you pay them the long-term deal because you go, if we don't, someone else will – you know, because it's a longer deal, you generally get them on unders year on year because you give the player the security. Mm. And, and you know, the Cowsy that town Lolo, mainly with Daly Cherry Evans, Ola Kuatu, it's a lot of money for a long time for a, not an unproven player, but, you know, I don't put him in the echelon of superstars of our game. He has the potential to be, but will he get there? I don't know. I, I think eight years is a very, very long time um, for Ola Kuatu. Good luck to him, but I think it's too long. Um, I also do think it's worth noting that that isn't confirmed the $8 million. And also it could be because like, whenever you see a report, the idea is to get as many views as possible. So you're gonna use the highest end number that is reasonable. So it might be $8 million if he does certain things, like if he plays origin, if they play finals footy, there might be all clauses in his contract that basically say your base is 600K. We play finals footy, you get another 100K. You play origin, you get another 100K. So just for listeners, it, it, I don't – I actually, if, I'm, if I had to bet, I don't think it's a straight out a million dollars a season average. I think it would be uh, required that certain things have to be fulfilled because, like, if you're Manly, there's, you'd be insane to just give an eight-year deal um, yeah. to a forward without yeah. any kind of uh, performance clauses that – uh, make sure that he is in because I said on the Packer Up Boys the other week, eight-year deal with that kind of money, you have to be in the top three or four players in your team every single week, and so the only way you you guarantee that is by putting performance clauses in the contract. Uh, Hammy, what do you reckon of the deal, mate? Big long deal, <coughs> almost. Or well, it is two whole Olympiads. By the time he finishes, Brisbane will be nearly hosting Olympics, twenty thirty-one. <laughs> then he can maybe. Maybe that's why it's timed. It's eight instead of ten. Yeah, go to the Olympics for something. Exactly, a little code code swap <laughs> or rugby league in the Olympics. Either or. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a long deal. I wonder as well whether they're maybe getting a little bit top heavy with back rowers on big money in their roster um, too. But I mean, he's a hell of a player. He's a great player. I think Guru's point was spot on. Like if you don't offer him something like that, he's probably going to leave and go elsewhere. So mm. maybe they're just sort of going all in manly on, we've, we've got a squad here that maybe could give it a shake. Mm. Let's let's see if we can win something in the next couple of years. And then yeah. 
you know, not, not worry too much about there. Mm. Yeah, that, that's a good point in, in regards to because they probably can't afford to pay him the big bucks now, they've gone, well, we see ourselves as a premiership window with Tom Travojevic, so we need to keep him in the club because yeah. that side without Olukawatu, it's a, it's a bloody different and side. And I get I don't know the exact finances of the club, but you've got some like, how many years would Cherry Evans have on his, it was a 10-year deal, was it? Yeah, about a 10-year deal. 10-year deal, so like there's every chance that maybe he's got a back-ended deal where he's getting a mock. Actually, sorry, moment. I think he's re-signed on less. Yeah. I think he took a little from, bit from his t- long-term deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think actually he, he signed to 2025 and he took a little bit of a pay cut to my understanding. So like maybe that is the, the scenario where because, the, as you said, sort of can't be maybe it's a back-ended deal because, um, the, you know, the cap they've got at the moment and their roster is so full up. Mm. In which case the longer-term deal, that would make more sense to me. Mm. Still don't agree with it and I wouldn't have done it. And it's important to note, like, Olakwatu, it's all about the length of the deal for me, and you yeah. sort of alluded to it as well. If it was a three-year deal on that, you know, million dollars a year, I'd be going, oh, it's pretty pointy end, but, you know, you're paying for a bloke who, you know, he, he could be a superstar of the game, um, but just the length of it is a key issue. The other one you brought up, Guru, is he's been playing outside one of the best sort of ball players mm. in, over the last decade in, in Daly Cherevin, who's retiring the next couple of years. You know, is he going to be that good without DC? Maybe he's, maybe he's better, who knows, but... Mm. Uh, it's, uh, they've made some big moves, Manly. Jeez Louise, they've made some big moves. Yeah, and that's what I think is really interesting with Manly, that you've got a lot of guys that they've re-signed heading into the future, which I think a lot of them you are relying on potential rather than proven runs on the board, uh, which is my big concern with Manly moving forward. If they fulfil that potential, though, you're flying all of a sudden. Cause could be masterstroke. 100% it could be, yeah. yeah. But a lot of those guys don't have the runs on the board at the moment. And For I think sure. Olakwatu at the moment is one of them. You, you, yeah. look at, you look at the money they've got now tied up in Schuster and Olakwatu, long-term deals, big money with a lot of uncertainty on both of those players. Tommy Chaboy, which obviously massive money in him, who who knows how many games he plays over the next three years. I said, could go be a masterstroke and they could all kill it and then it's a genius move by the club, but it could also go horribly wrong. I think as well, doesn't it just show you the impact of that Schuster signing? Because yep. I don't think they signed him on an eight-year deal if they didn't re-sign Schuster. I think the reason why he's on an eight-year deal is because they don't have that money anymore short-term because Schuster, the reports are mm. it's around 700 to 800K. And as we all talk about, you can't have two back rolls on 800K, especially when you've got Tom Travojevic, Jake Travojevic, DCE in the side. And so it seems like that has impacted the other, the other edge back roll they're planning to play. Um, I, I, I still cannot believe... The, the Schuster deal. It's still to me the most surprising deal that I've seen in a very, very long time. <clears throat> We've spoken about it so much about fulfilling potential, but isn't, isn't it surprising that you've got a guy like Schuster who unfortunately isn't fulfilling his potential yet, and then you just sign another guy hoping that he feels, fulfills his potential. I, me personally, I think it's a great deal for Olakowatu, um, it given, or not, hopefully that Manly stay a finals footy side. I also think that we haven't seen anywhere close to where he can get as a player. Mm. I think that he's, because he come across from basketball and he's still got some learning to do as a player, I think that his ceiling is, is quite high. I also think that, you know, some people will try, I'm not saying you boys are, some people will try to put it in the same box as Schuster. I don't think it's anywhere near that. I think Schuster and Olakowatu are totally different um, type of players in the way they've shown their commitment. Olakowatu has been relatively consistent, relatively consistent yep. for a good three years now, for a good three years now. Now, yes, has he had, you know, two or three weeks where he's been quiet? For sure. But I've never watched a game and gone, geez, Olakowatu is, you know, not playing well at all. 
I've never watched, definitely haven't watched multiple games. Whereas, you know, unfortunately with Schuster, there's been games where I've been like, wow, like it's just not working at the moment. To put them both in the same <coughs> box is wildly unfair. Yeah. I agree. But yeah. I think there will be people. That there will be people that will try that. to, for sure. Um, yeah. And I, I think that I understand everyone's like misgivings of eight years is long. I, I'm, I'm with you, but I'm, I'm a glass half full kind of guy that goes, you know what? Like imagine if he fulfills his potential and in, in six years time when the salary cap goes up again so let's say the salary cap goes up another 25 percent, it'll be like he's on 500 grand yeah which yep. is that's insane that's massive massive value um so I, i've got faith that olakawatu will fulfill his potential I, I think that he will be worth that money um i think that it's going to be a good deal because i i there's a lot i see in olakawatu's game that i think doesn't get appreciated um and i think that I think it'll be a good deal. I really do. I, I can't see... Look, I'd be surprised if Olakowatu got got lazy. Now, maybe injury might happen or whatever, but I'd be surprised if he was a player that just said, you know what, I'm on Bitcoin and I'm just going to just phone it in this year. I'm pretty sure from memory, uh, he was one of the surprise selections in the RLPA team of the year, which was nominated by the players. I think he was back rower. So, I mean, in no shock to anyone, he's pretty fucking hard to handle. Yeah. And that was represented by his peers as well. So. Yeah. And, and again, you go back and look at some of the, the plays he's had, like big, big plays on a regular basis for that Manly side. I will say, though, that like the decisions being made now by the current, you know, people that are making these decisions, geez, like if, it does, if they don't work out, the, the time it is going to take to fix them is going to be maybe five years. That's, that's yeah. the risk. Huge issues if it doesn't work out. If it out. doesn't work out, like you've locked yourself into, yeah. you know, a lot. Well, I mean, like, even if you just have a look at that manly right edge heading into next year, like, if DCE, Olakowatu, Kola, and Saab isn't one of the best right edges in rugby league with Turbo, something's what wrong. What the fuck has happened? Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah, Olakowatu, Kola, Saab, Jeez. and, like, that is incredible. Like it's, it's potentially the fastest edge we've ever seen. Ever seen. 100%. 100%. Um, I'm stoked for Olakowatu, though. I think that, again... When Manly Manly have struggled for a few years now, he's usually been one of their better players. Like I, there's probably only been one season where I reckon there's been like four or five weeks where I've gone, oh, he's been he's been fairly quiet. Outside of that, even when they're getting like pumped or beaten by a substantial margin, he's usually ripping and tearing. Yeah. Uh, huge. I, what I will say, and I said on Friday as well, I do like Manly's actually trying something though. Like they're taking risks. They're going, you know what, like let's try and make some moves. Whereas I do feel like there are a few clubs that are playing it a little bit too safely and going, all right, well, we're gonna have to, we don't wanna pay overs and we've got this system or that system. And, and it almost sets you up for middle of the table. Yeah. Whereas this is a make or break yeah. deal. Well, you would also like to think, you know, the Manly Seagulls was one of the few teams they're lucky enough to have a half back in their side that's played 10 years of first grade. He stood next to a lot of back rowers throughout his time. Like you'd like to think that he would have got Stamp of approval oh, from DCE surely. as well. <laughs> surely. Another thing as well is like, let's say he doesn't play rep footy and let's say, you know, he, the clauses in his contract don't activate, which I do think there'd be clauses in his contract. Then basically you've got this big, incredibly good back row for like probably five or 600K, which is like incredible, yeah. incredible value. Um, yeah, so interesting deal. The eight, it's a make or break deal. It's a, it's a bang or bust because a deal like this as well, some people go, all right, well, the middle ground is if he plays solid. No, an eight-year deal, you can't just play solid because now he's got a target on his back. Look at, look at Fafita, for example. Played, really, played good footy, but because he was on $1.2 million, 
Um, he was it was he was literally terrible. Like people were calling him and he like terrible. All of a sudden takes a pay cut and yes, I do think he's played better footy, but I wouldn't say he's paid like it hasn't been by that margin. Yeah. And all of a sudden the target is off for Fetus Buck. Now with the Olakowatu is that target on your back because it's eight year deal is going to be you, you will need to be I'll be conservative. Top five players every single week with that eight year deal because people are just going to focus on you i'll tell you what if at any point over the next eight years we've got to tackle below the armpit it might be the biggest bargain of all time <laughs> I thought the i'm exact not same. sure if i can think of anyone <laughs> that would be harder to handle like that. oh my god we'll get into that don't worry <laughs> i won't um, be able to tackle him no literally won't or be able put to him tackle down him. i should say it'll be offload central <clears throat> yeah, uh yeah. we'll get into it uh but yeah massive congratulations to Olaguatu. and um i think everyone here we hope it works out i'm sure Ooh, yeah. Yeah. absolutely hope it works out because an Olaguatu at his best is a highlight reels dream, like an absolute dream. He's also tough too. Like yeah. he's, he's a good combo. He is. And I, I don't think some of the tough stuff he does gets yeah. the appreciation it deserves. Uh, a fully fit Tom Trebojevic, oh. Schuster and Olaquatu, or Schuster hits his potential, Olaquatu. So he doesn't have to do a heat more than he's doing now. He's a, he's a star of the game. <coughs> uh, you know, they, they get Cola roaming around the rack, utilising him better next year. It has the makings of just such an exciting football oh. team. If Schuster hits his potential, Tommy stays injury-free, fuck. Oof. Like, that's a premiership threat. Yeah. Like, that's yep. absolutely a premiership threat squad. So, I hope that – I really do hope that happens. really do. Uh, quick store shout-outs. Harrigan's Cameron Park. Uh, these guys are flying through bloke on tap. Beat the heat and knock back a few lagers. That's Harrigan's Cameron Park. Bill Harrigan? Any relation? Uh, I think he might be loosely re- okay. related. I'll, I'll reach out. <laughs> uh, Porter's uh, Maroubra. You can't miss the bloke lager poster at the entry. Swing by and say good day to Theo. Uh, now, let's just talk about it because we, we brought it up. Um, trying to get where the notes are. Okay, so in England, Professional Rugby League in Britain will lower the legal tackle height to below the armpit from 2025 as part of a sweeping number of recommendations approved by Rugby Football League. Rugby Football League, that's, rugby, that's really strange. Rugby Football League. Yeah, that's okay. what they call their um, governing body over there, isn't it? Rugby, RFL. Rugby Football Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, designed to make the sport safer for its players and lower the risk of concussion. The main one is a tackling below the armpit. The other is a time restriction. Any forward over the age of 22 can only play 2,000 minutes in a 12-month period, while any back can only play only 2,400 minutes, the equivalent of 25 and 30 full games respectively only 25 games okay um there will be exemptions and dispensations weighted in uh weighted in though for example if a player goes over that limit in a season they will automatically be required to play less the following season it will initially be rolled out at a community and amateur level for next season before it is also integrated into professional game at the beginning of 2025 season um okay okay that all sounds pretty easy to um Keep, a, keep tabs on? For sure, for sure, yeah. for sure, absolutely. Won't be an absolute quagmire. Uh, <laughs> giggity, sorry, giggity. mate, sorry, <laughs> mate. <laughs> uh, quagmire means like, means what I thought it means, doesn't it? Quagmire? Anyway, know. can you look up quagmire? Shit I think, on, yeah, yeah shit anyway. Um, listen. Great character. Yeah, great <laughs> character. Uh, tackle, uh, the legal tackle height one, under the armpit. Look, I, I can see it working in union because it's literally, you know, it's only five. It's not even basically the line's right there. There's not a big run up. I just do not know how this works in league. It will be like touch footy. 
below the armpit will just be constant offloading. And also, how do you police that in rugby league when you have to wrap the ball up? Are you allowed to wrap your ball, hand over his shoulder? Uh, like, if he, um, you know, leans forward to bump, is that considered above the armpit if you hit uh, across the, the sternum? It does, I do not how, know how this will be policed. And this genuinely will change the entire shape of the game because it will be, it will be touch footy speed. It'll just be bump, offload, bump, offload, bump, offload, constantly. Um, I, th I personally think, again, we always talk about it. I'm an ex-player. I came through a time when there was freaking no safety measures. So I am for player safety. But I say it I'd, like every single time we talk about this, so I apologise. At some point as a game, we have to accept there is going to be concussions. We are damaging our bodies. It is a dangerous game to play. Now, I get that the governing bodies are trying to protect themselves from being sued in the future. But even this is not going to stop concussions. So you are still going to open yourself up to being sued in the future. I think as a game, you look at, okay, you look at MMA, for example, and I know it's a totally different setup. I understand that UFC's basically got a monopoly. I get all that. One of the fastest growing sports in the world and the object, the, like the, the actual <coughs> way you finish most fights outside of submissions is to knock people out. And it's one of the fastest growing sports in the world. At some point, we have to accept that rugby league's not for everyone, <coughs> that these people making these, um, I guess, recommendations they are not like their interest is their job and their job is safety rugby league its interest is not safety its interest is entertainment i just don't understand i think it's going to be an absolute shit fight guru what do you reckon mate i completely agree with everything you said mate i think for referees i don't know how on earth you could possibly police this in a game and to be honest with you I watched the video that um, the Rugby Football League put out the other day and I was more confused coming out of it than I was coming into it. It was ridiculous. There was one tackle where they highlighted how it was a perfect tackle where two guys went low, the ball carrier had the ball free and their heads met at the other side. I was just sitting there going, surely, for, from, from my experience, I would assume you have heaps more concussions from tackling. Low. Yeah. Hey, from lo right, like try, uh, try tackling Nelson Osofa Solomon alone, how, or Tamalolo. Yeah, it's absolutely ust. Yeah, and it was you know th there was there was ones that they highlighted in this thing that were you know illegal tackles that to me like they 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 must have had weeks and months to set up this video and it was still complete fifty fifties to me. It's I do not know how they're going to police it. And look, I am all for like if we want to make the game young, like younger from like. Under sixes to under fifteens, and we we be really safe, and we make sure. But I think that once you get to a consenting adult, or at least close to that, or sixteen, seventeen, we need to go. Okay, these these people are old enough to know the decisions they're making, and then we you know we put in safety measures. But they're professional and they're consenting adults. Um, Timmy, what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, I'm just picturing Brian Toto coming in to take a scoot out of his own end. And lining up, from it lining up, ends up with uh, Nelson Sofa-Solomona. <clears throat> and he's trying to, you know, he, as he does, he burrows, he gets low and that. And Nelson trying to get underneath the armpits. Like, it's nearly nearly impossible. He'll nearly have to be on his knees to make that tackle and not give away a penalty. So, you know, there's the first reactions to something that will change the game. But you mentioned a few times, but the policing of it is just going to be so hard. And 
the whole dynamic of, of rugby league and the sport is going to change if it's enforced as we're envisioning it to where anything above the armpits is a penalty because, you know, certain things are going to have to come into play like there's going to have to be more reward for tackles around the legs and lower tackles and dominant tackles are going to have to be called for legs tackles because otherwise, as you said, it's just going to be offload, 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 people bumping, dropping. It, it'll be played at light speed. So the game is going to change dramatically if it's enforced as we're envisioning it will. And mm. as you said, boys, we understand where rugby league is coming from and thinking long-term and thinking about lawsuits and all this stuff that's happening in the NFL. You're seeing bits and pieces of it in, in rugby league and other sports. It just it's, it's a very dangerous road. I don't see how it'll work. I, I just don't see how it's going to benefit the game. You know, okay, you have the safest game in the world. It's called touch footy. Like, eventually, because it's, as I said, it, let's say it reduces... Let's say they go, all right, we've done these studies, it reduces head knocks 10%. Or even, I'll be super, super generous, 20% reduction of head knocks. All right, what about the other 80% of head knocks? Where does it end? Because then it's like, okay, well, we've, it, so we're okay. So we've reduced it by 20% because, you know, they're not tackling. So we're okay with blokes knocking themselves out by going low, but we're not okay with blokes getting knocked out by getting, you know what I mean? It's like, okay, so that, that concussion is okay, but this concussion is not okay. Basically, if you're going down this route, your theory is concussion is not okay. So the end point of that theory is basically no contact. Because we get, to, so we reduce it by 20% and those same people that it's safety, 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 they're like, all right, well, what about the other friggin' 80% concussions? Now we need to get rid of them. The only way you're going to get rid of them is if the high con like it's a high contact sport as in there's a lot of collisions i just i for, for the life of me i don't see how this is going to help the game and people go oh well look at union they've tried to do it well yeah look at the union in this country and i know it's growing in europe totally different game totally different game league when you're running like what are they going to change they're going to go all right well just to, to make it even better we're going to change a 10 meter rule it's going to be a five meter game like that it will just be the knock-in effect in 30 years we'll be looking at a totally different footy like it'll be a different sport could you imagine if like if we have this armpit rule in rugby league could you imagine the press conference that nrl are gonna have to do every monday going through the 30 penalties that were controversial that they've slowed down in slow motion paused it watched it on different angles and then they'll announce oh yeah no and they'll throw them under the bus in a hop yeah referees got this wrong got this wrong like it'll just create chaos and once again we'll have no referees oh I imagine trying to inspire that the shit show that'll come out oh. of this for referees i feel so sorry for them already trying to enforce it and yeah try to inspire the next generation of yep. referees because they are going to cop a hiding and there's a lot of people out there go oh, i don't give a fuck whatever but if you don't have referees you don't have a yeah. game and you can walk around on a Sunday to junior rugby league everywhere. They're struggling for referees. And, and at the same time, it's like, all right, you're always going to be able to throw enough money at some referees to get them to get the game. But, like, you know, they're not a sport themselves, but you have grassroots referees. You develop them. You pick the best ones. Yeah. If it gets to the point where there's no, no none come through the grassroots, there's not enough, well, you end up with shit referees. The quality of the game comes worse. Like, you need to protect the referees as well. Oh, absolutely. And, and develop, grow them. Yeah. And, and the idea of... Oh yeah, yeah. We'll just throw enough money at a certain people. It's like they need to love the game. Like yeah. if you're a referee, you need to love the game. Like refs love the game probably more than most people listening to this podcast. One hundred percent. You need to love the game to overcome more bullshit than anyone. Because your your job, as we've said so many times, the better you are as a ref, the less noticed you are. Yeah. So you're you're purely there for the love of what you're doing because you're not getting any appreciation for it. <laughs> you also get paid miles less. 
and the guys playing the sport, but you have to be perfect. Yeah, you're not allowed to make an error. You're not allowed to make but errors. Bloke on a million dollars is allowed to make two or three errors in a game and miss a couple of tackles. Mm, that's like, sweet. Uh, it's. Um, I just think. Where does it end, guys? Where do we go? People are going to get concussed. If you want to play rugby league professionally, most likely you're going to have some kind of brain damage. That's just the way it is. If you want to live your life wrapped in a little bubble, that's fine. Don't play rugby league. Go play Aussie rules. Yep. Your sport. Ooh, that's that's going to hurt some people. That's going to hurt Great sport. <laughs> it's still tough. It's still tough. Do they, 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 they just, no, actually, they still get concussions too. They still get them. They go still play touch footy. Mad. Seriously, yeah. touch footy. I'm glad they're testing this in England and not oh. here in our yeah. comp. Holy. I just wonder whether as well, you know, the NRL might just sit back and go, all right, well, let's just, that's a bit of a live case study of like testing it out. Yeah. And if it turns into what we suspect it will be, just like a penalty party, maybe they go, all right, well, we're not going to go that extreme with yeah, whatever we do hope. over here. So that's the one positive is it's not, we're not trialling it here. Well, the, yet. Thing that, the thing that scares me is there's been multiple sports that have. Yeah, well, last week we talked about Union. Do yeah. It, you know, but uh, hopefully, hopefully not just yet. I just can't see a world where it doesn't turn into a penalty party. How could that, how yeah. could it not play out that way? Like if you, for example, you do a scoot, you try and find your front, so you dip down. Who's going to tackle you? Because you, you're, you're down like this. Who can tackle you? When, when a winger's burrowing in a corner or like a hooker scoot from dummy half on the line, like every tackle's going to be above the, um, I don't know. It has to it. be. Well, as I said, like, is it contact? So is it the first contact? Is it second contact? Like if I, you know, come over and my, my arm swings and hits over the shoulder, but I'm wrapping the ball up. If you scoot from dummy half... You're going into them. Every tackle is technically going to be above the shoulders. You're like, you're hitting them front on. Yeah, I don't understand it. And how are you going to wrap the ball up? You're going to have to hit below the ball because the ball, when you're running, the ball's there. They said below the armpit, correct? Yeah. So the ball, half the ball is above the armpit. So you would have to hit, and then maybe somehow get your ball hand around it. Yeah, yeah, like if you're fed income about doing this, you would almost have to just include a red line on every single jersey. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty to much. be able to literally see it, or it's yeah. all vibe. How, yeah. how else are you going to do it? Yeah, it's a good call. You'd have to put something. You're going to have to have something there. <clears throat> so true. That is so true. And then, and then you know, teams will be fucking gaming that because they'll put their jerseys. They'll it'll, pull them yeah. down tight. It'll, it'll be captain's oh, challenges God. to watch to see if. Part oh, of it, yuck. Like it'll, it'll be awful. Yuck. And you're right. You will have players that'll. It's a fucking free penalty. It's, oh. it's now a free penalty when you more than likely aren't going to hurt yourself. Yeah. It's it's. Oh. I understand where they're coming from, but where does it end? Where does it end? Oh, so we're, we're not okay if someone gets head high because of a shoulder of the head, but we are okay if someone goes low and gets concussed or puts his head on the wrong side. Or like, so if there's a head, anyway, anyway, I, I don't know how it works. I, in rugby union, I can kind of see it because it's, it's such a different game without the 10 meter run up, without the kind of offload to a degree. I know there's still are offloads, but in league, it will literally just be you, what, what we'll be seeing is every every hit up, there'll be two dudes running beside the guy that's hitting up and it'll just be boop, 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 go, boop, 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 go. And the hard thing is, is that if you bring it in, like it's not really something you can test because how are you going to pull back from it? How in a few years' time are you going to say, hey, so safety not that important now. Yeah, I know. We're going back. The cat's out of the bag. Yeah. 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 Like, how, how are they possibly going to back down from this? Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's absolutely insane. I. Anyway... And Quagmire, for what it's worth, is an awkward, complex, or hazardous situation. And it gives the example here of a legal quagmire. So you were spot on. Thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate <laughs> that. I'm, I'm learned. I'm learned. We're I'm, here to learn. Yeah, we are. I'm, so. I'm cultured also. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, Anyway, let us know what you think in the comments section, guys. Uh, We'd love to hear from you guys. As I said, I think that we can all agree younger age groups, safety measures, even teach them to try to tackle a bit lower or techniques and how to wrap the ball up without tackling too high. But at some point, we have to decide, okay, they're this age. Mm -hmm. And and what frustrates me is people that are, let's say you're you're pro this decision, they conflate, oh, so you just want it to be a free-for-all. Like you just want, like what frustrated me about the head um, high crackdown was a lot of people were talking like it was the Wild West before where there were swinging arms and head highs every tackle and there was no penalties and people were just getting knocked out and we were all going, yeah, get bloke, get like a head high has been penalised for frigging 20 years, 30 years. Um, So we're not sitting here going, oh, let's make it the Wild West. Like to be honest, I think like right now where league is at, like the, where NRL is at, is we had that huge swing initially with the crackdown. Now we swung back a bit to a more reasonable spot. I think we're in a pretty good spot. Like I know there's some that you go, what the hell? But overall with what we're seeing around the world, I think it's the game's in a pretty good spot safety-wise. Pretty good spot is the best it's going to get. It's not going to get perfect. <coughs> Always going to be dramas, but yep. we get an extremely entertaining game that has heaps of safety precautions, making blokes come off, all that kind of stuff. Don't mix with the, the fabric of the game too much. Jeez. And, I, and what's what's tough to kind of, I guess, square away is are we the old dinosaurs that are saying, oh, the fabric of the game's being ruined? Are we there? Are we like the version of us 20 years ago saying, oh, you're allowed to step on each other's hands and shit? And, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> are we them now? I don't know. Maybe we are. But I just think the fabric of the game will change way too much if you're going below the sternum. It's a different sport. Mate. It all of a sudden is a completely different sport. Yeah. Like, you, you, you will, if you. The amount of offloading and ball movement you'll get, you'll almost be going back to fucking unlimited tackles. It will seriously look like it because you'll just be... And also, like, people don't realise, like, NRL clubs will train for this too. 100% so they will. right now, they've just got... People have got natural talents that teach them to hit, spin, blah, blah. Imagine whole programs developed around hitting and spinning and offloading yeah. and whole systems of, like, attacking and stuff. And this is, you know, the beauty of NRL coaches and NRL systems that no matter what the NRL puts in place... People in those clubs are smarter. They'll work out a way around it. Mate. Imagine how many players are going to be running bumping like that. Like just low as anything. Just go, boop, boop. Anyway. Uh, Okay. Now, time for segment three. Fisher (laughs) Harris on uh, NZ Rugby League. He was quoted on the uh, Bloke in a Bar podcast. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Go and listen. Uh, I um, I can see where New Zealand Rugby League are coming from. This is in regards to match. That's how I was feeling as a player. Maybe he could have done both, but I didn't think it was fair to the players to coach Origin as well. Not a conflict, but you've got to watch the uh, the New Zealand players all year. What about our younger fellas coming through? He's got to watch Origin boys, then their youth too. I just couldn't see it, but I'm really happy for him. We had a call before he made the decision. I told him to go choose his dream. He wants that pressure. Uh, I was actually quite surprised at how candid uh, Fisher-Harris was about this Quite a big uh, topic in rugby league. But you know what? When he said it, I was like, you're actually probably right. You're actually probably right. Uh, I think what's thrown a spanner in the works is the whole New South Wales rugby league throwing the part-time role there. I think mm. that's kind of like tainted our our mindset mm. of what the job entails. But after he said that, especially as the captain of the team, I'm like, he's right. Like if you are head coach of New Zealand rugby league, it's not just the games at the end of the year. It's the whole development 
of New Zealand Rugby League. It's not, and I think it's the same for Origin. And so initially I, I, I believed that he could do both, but after hearing him say that, I, I was wrong. I, I, I think actually he's right. He, he probably couldn't do both. What do you reckon, boys? Sounds like Fisher's looking for a new head honcho of the uh, could-be-anything department for New Zealand Rugby League. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm here. <laughs> Um, yeah, I yeah, it's hard to push back on. Isn't this whole situation just? I can't believe how long this is all dragged on. Strange, eh? It's insane. It's such a unique situation how it's played out. And at the end of the day, all because they whacked Australia in that grand final. Yeah, yeah. If he do, if he doesn't do that, it's like you <coughs> it's, know. it's completely different. Yeah, the narrative is flipped in an instant. Um, I I watched that interview with Fish. I just love everything about him. I know. Fuck, I know. he's a good leader. Fucking oath. Like, uh, you know, we, we've spoken very highly of him this year and, you know, comparing him to previous front rowers and whatnot and people get weirdly emotional about it. But <laughs> the more I see, and he doesn't say much, but the things I do hear him say, I am blown away. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's like it almost cemented after sitting down and just hearing his mindset and then you, you, you square it up to what he's achieved, you go, oh, no, he is one of the greatest front rowers of all time. I, I think he is. I th- and I, like he's – how old is he? 27. 28. He's on hole 10. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> yeah. And the same with Liotta. Like, I think that Liotta is so underrated, like so underappreciated. You go back and watch every grand final, Liotta is amazing in yeah. every single grand final. Um, and I I love that they came in here together. Yeah, the Bash Bros. Give them a follow. That just says something, doesn't it? Like, At Bash Bros on Instagram. Oh, it just shows you like they are so committed to their front row pairing. It, it, what it reminds you of, it reminds you of the old school front rowers that – it wasn't about themselves individually. It was about we are a front row pairing and our job is to dominate the other pairing. It wasn't I'm the front rower and I'm the man. Like It was about dominating the other forward pack. Um, Timmy, what do you reckon, mate? What you, would you make of his comments? Yeah, it's, you, you sort of, I have a new opinion around like Madge and could he have done both every day? Like there's, yeah. You hear different opinions from informed people and it's, uh, look, I'm still in the camp that he could have done both, but again, you listen to, to what JFH just said and he makes good points and... I think on the surface level, particularly the quote that stands out is like, you've got to watch the New Zealand players all year, but what about the younger fellas coming through? I think in terms of like, you know, blue selection and, and the Kiwi selection, you're watching, imagine we're watching just about every game a week. So he'll be watching Matt Tomoko play for the Raiders and he'll also be watching Hudson Young, players that, you know, are, may or may not be in, the, in their national and state teams when the push comes to shove and all the other young players coming through. So I think it's fine, and at that level, you know, he can cover both. But you're right, he's right, I should say, in that you really do want your national coach and, and your state coach looking after the seven, not looking after, but keeping an eye on the 17s and the 15s and being active in their training camps and helping out. Like, and again, that's where it becomes an issue with it, being a part-time role. Yeah. Like, you prefer it to be a full-time role. Say, no, no, mate, we want you doing everything for New South Wales Rugby League or everything for New Zealand Rugby League where, where you help out from the bottom up. Um, whether that's too big a job, I don't know, but I, I do understand where, where Fish is coming yeah, from. Yeah, that's what got me across the line. Like, when you think about it, you're like, Mad should be at every under 15s New Zealand camp. Mm. He should be every under, every under 16s, 17s, 18s, 20s. Um, he should be like implementing systems yeah. at these. And then you go, okay, he, has, he should be also doing that for New South Wales Rugby League. Keyword, keyword systems and like what Melbourne are famous for from the, uh, their juniors all the way through whether it's their, their Q Cup team, whether it's, you know, whatever level, Jersey flag, 
they've always just had the same systems and they're all in place so well. Yeah. So that if a player gets called up, drops out, whatever, they know their role. They know how to, how to play the position and what is required of them. And, you know, you'd hope that at a New Zealand level yeah. and same as the New South Wales Blues level, that saying that you put these systems in place from bottom up. Um, Look at Penrith. Yeah, like exactly they're, right. they're reaping the rewards of five years ago or maybe even longer, locking in systems from all the way through. So anyone that comes in now, it's almost like you don't even see the play, you just see the jersey. Oh, yeah, they'll be sweet. And, and thinking of it from that perspective makes it even weirder that, you know, it's not a full-time role for the Blues. I think that's what's, what's like, yeah. that's what's flavoured this whole conversation is this, I think, strange offer of five months a year from the Blues. If it was a 12-month, a full-time contract, I don't think we'd, any of us would be sitting here saying, oh, yeah, he could do both. Because he'd be like, what do you mean? He's got a full-time, he's got a gig with yeah, New Zealand. Yeah, and Matt Madge is going like, I'm only getting five months from the Blues. Like, yeah. I'm working around and that. Not that he's going to be short on work. Like, he's doing stuff with the Raiders, but he's going, I've got time to do both. Yeah, yeah, I'm because got he's got a part-time five contract. Yeah. I pay, get paid for five months by the Blues. Yeah, and I, I think you have to, you do have to consider, you've got a 15-year-old gun. And Madge, he's a New South Welshman, but he's also eligible for the New Zealand Kiwis. Yeah. You have to ask the question of, is he in the right frame of mind to make the fairest decision for both sides? Yeah, and that, with the change, changing landscape of rugby league, I mean, the reality is we've got one team in New Zealand. We've got another 16 in Australia. A lot of young kids that get signed up end up over here at a very young age and they've got to make that decision. Who do they want to play for? And I, and it's just, you know, perspective I haven't really thought about, but if I'm fish, I want a committed New Zealand coach mm. to be having those conversations. For New Zealand, like purely, New Zealand, yeah, one hundred percent bias. You want you want your coaches bias, like all in New Zealand's camp. Yeah. And you know, let's take the example of Mulatalo. Let's put the shoe on the other foot. If he was a New South Welshman and matches the coach of both, yeah, how does that go down? Yeah, yeah, especially off the back of the success of the Warriors this year and New Zealand Rugby League, their Test side. They had so much success, and the support from the nation was just overwhelming. In a rugby union World Cup year, we've got to capitalise on it, don't we? And I yeah. know it's only one small thing, but let's just go all in on that country because it's such a big part of the, the game already, yeah. but what it could be. And I think as well, if you're Fish Harris, because on, in the interview he said that he actually went to Madge and said, I'm ready for captaincy when you want, want me. And I was like, when he said that, I was like, bro, you are a motherfucker. Like, just that, the leadership to go to Madge when Jesse Bromwich was captain, and he understood, he understood Bromwich was captain, so he was like, you know, yep. Bromwich is a legend, but when you need me, I'm ready to go. Gets the captaincy. So from Fisher-Harris' perspective, as a leader of the current New Zealand side, you want a, a partner in your head coach that is also all in about developing the next generation of... Because like, that's what Fisher-Harris wants to do. He wants yep. to leave a legacy. He doesn't want to just come in, win a few games and bounce. He wants to literally leave a legacy in New Zealand Rugby League. Isn't that wild from Fish that he's at a club that's got co-captains and he's not one of them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Um, so, yeah, like hearing that, it really did make me – and it was what I alluded to initially when it happened. I said, as an Australian, maybe I don't – would I be okay with a, a coach from another country? You know what I mean? Like, and, and I, so I'm not seeing it from a Kiwi's perspective. And, and hearing it from a Kiwi's perspective, it made, didn't open my eyes up and go, you know what, I, he's probably right. Like, I didn't really – maybe I'm being a bit selfish because New South Wales is obviously Australian, blah, blah, blah. So what do you reckon? Yeah, well, I think he summed it up pretty well. Like, you can't really half-ass the keeping an eye on all the juniors coming through, and you guys have touched on that pretty well. I just wonder as well if the shoe was on the other foot and if he was the full-time New South Wales coach first and then took on the New Zealand role, 
Howard, like yeah. New Zealand, sorry, New South Wales, and all their greats. Can you imagine the media and all it's the comments point. about that? Like, it's a great point. They'd be going, what are you doing? You're either doing this full time or you're not doing the job properly. Yeah. You're going to potentially cost us winning more stuff. So, you know, I think he articulated it pretty well. And um, I think it probably, maybe he could have done both, but I think it's probably fair enough. Um, whether it's a, it's a great point. As, as Blues, like fans, New South Welshmen, you would not be cool if he was like, oh, I'm the full-time New South Wales coach, but I'm going to go and do New Zealand rugby part-time. You'd be like, hang on a sec. You need to be committed to us. Fair. fair. Unfair. Yeah. Yeah, fair. I'd be happy for Slater to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess that's my point in regards to as Aussies, maybe we didn't see that perspective because we're, we're not in their shoes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, great interview. Check it out on Bloke in a Bar. Well, I, don't know, I was just thinking then, won't it be crazy like Fisher-Harris coach in New Zealand? Is Nath Cleary the next captain of Australia, do we think? Sure, surely. Yeah. Oh, so Penrith's going to have captain of Australia and New Zealand in their side. That's it's unbelievable. Crazy. Yeah, so good. You know, it's like a storm situation. Yeah. Cam Smith, Jesse Romich. Yep. Crazy. Um, all right. Now it's time for Mark Nawanga Nitawase. Yep. Because he has come across to league in 2025. He has been signed by the Roosters. Have you boys had a chance to look at his highlights or anything like that? Yep. Was he your CBA a few weeks ago? Uh, a few uh, months ago? No, no. I hadn't really seen too much of him before Ooh, I watched his highlights. One so slip through the cracks, eh? Yeah. <laughs> he's slipping. Yeah. He's slipping. Hey, bloke's getting bigger and he's losing. Yeah. You know what? He's losing the hard edge that brought him into the bloke family in the first place. Not watching enough basketball with Buller. Now this. Uh, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Didn't really him. know who Mr. Whippy was. Didn't know who Mr. Whippy you was. You knew who Mr. Whippy was. Absolutely. Um, hey, maybe we need to do a season review for the for the route. The feet are up. Maybe there's <laughs> going to be a, there's a club review at the end of the year and the Rue has to be asked if he's actually watching the games. He says he's watching. Maybe Mark's got to take the hint. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, all jokes aside, he's coming across to league. Um, uh, I've, se- I've seen highlights in that of him. Uh, definitely athletic, super athletic, explosive, good footwork. Looks to be, you know, again, this is a pure guess, just looking at him, maybe 6'2", six, 6'3", six, if I'm being generous. But let's just say 6'2", to be conservative. Um, probably be a winger. Uh, but definitely has the physical side of it, uh, I, the physicality to play NRL, it'll just be a matter of can he pick the game up. But he has been quoted, I'm not doing this code change in any way to have a crack at rugby. I love the sport and it's got me this position in life to see some of the stuff that's being said is actually quite laughable. I'm not some part of a code where I'm just doing what is right for me right now. And the opportunity at this young age to play for a club like the Roosters is something that I could not knock back. Um, I will say, like, he's not a part of it. As in, he is not intentionally a part of it, but you are a part of it. You yeah. know, you're like, you, you may not have um, made the decision to have a crack. Clearly, you haven't made a decision to crack anyone. And you are clearly making a decision because you want to play rugby league um, with, and still loving union. But the Roosters and the, uh, like the NRL are happy that this has happened. Yeah. And I'm, the union are not happy that this has happened. Just like we have not been happy with them you know, smashing us so many times and taking our bet. I mean, was anyone happy we lost to Ali? Absolutely not. He's a superstar. Um, thoughts on the coming across? I think especially with a home World Cup upcoming, though, mm. it says something for sure. And I know that's not Mark's intention, but <laughs> it yells something mm. realistically. Mm. Uh, just from watching his highlights, I was very impressed. And look, I'm just talking about the attacking side of things. I know there'll be comments jumping down our throat about defence, and we'll have to see how he goes. 
in that regard, but yeah. apply some common sense. Um, Attacking-wise, though, I love what I saw. Mm. I, th- I think he looks very talented, very strong in contact. His balance is unreal. Um, very good offload ability. Decent on the high ball. I know it's different, but he did catch a few high balls and that, yeah. like jumping in the air, not yeah. just standing there. Oh, I actually think with a bit of time, I think he'll be more of a centre than a winger. Mm. Yeah. You reckon like a big, strong center that kind of... Yeah. Because he's quite big. Yeah. He's big, yeah. And he's he's uh, uh, his offload ability and his awareness was sort of what really stood out to me. Mm. His timing of how he was doing things. <coughs> he's sort of... And, you know, it's probably a poor comparison. But, like, when I was watching him... Remember, like, the, those one or two periods where... Those, those one or two years where Brad Takarangi in contact was just able to come up with these ridiculous yep. offloads all the time. Sort of gave me those sort of vibes mm. at times. But... He looks like a much more complete footballer to me. Mm. Well, he, well, I think Takarangi obviously being more of a half. Yep. Whereas um, Nawanga Nituase <laughs> um, is, I think, an out-and-out outside back. Yeah. I think he's an out-and-out outside back. But just the quite, way quite, that they quite produce. Oh, like, yeah, for like, sure. It almost looks like he's holding a smaller football uh, absolutely. than everyone else. Sort you of can thing, see yeah. the similarities in contact yeah. for sure. Um, Timmy, what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, I mean, it's like obviously probably not intent of him him around the code code war and that, but it's a massive, it's a big blow for Australian rugby. Like, if the Wallabies had just made a World Cup final and, and the Super Rugby clubs, were, you know, were thriving, the Australian rugby clubs, I should say, would he be coming over? Not a chance. Mm. Like, if it wasn't in the state that it was in. So, you know, after after rugby league losing Sue Lee, it's it's one back for rugby league, and it is what it is. Yeah. Um, Huge blow for for the Wallabies and Australian rugby losing one of their brightest talents. So uh, I'm excited to see him come over here. As you said, athletically he looks outstanding. Whether he can adapt to the game and defend, he'll be fine in attack. Mm. Whether or not defensively he's got that in him, time will tell. It'll just be the only thing in attack that I think I'm still unsure. It's it's just that if he does end up a winger, it's so expected now that you need to make. 20 hit-ups and make 150. Put it this way. If you're not nearly around 880, 180 to 200 metres, Mark, in today's version of – and Penrith have changed the game with this where um, game plans are based around the outside backs getting out of your own end. It's almost like unless you're an incredible winger that can finish and can have line breaks every now and then, you're almost not in close to the top tier if you're not yeah. doing 180 metres a, a week. Yeah. So yeah. No, you go. I'll say the blokes he'll be replacing, you know, Daniel Tupu, um, Suwali, both known as being big meter eating wingers. Like yeah. that's the role he's coming into. Yeah. And you have a look at the role that you know Will Warbrick's played down at Melbourne Storm. Like I think you know people that aren't uh, as in deep as footy as we are. Like he played reserve grade for eighteen months yeah. before he got his shot. Mm. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Roosters take a similar path. But I, I think he might be a bit more of a. Natural. I reckon he'll come on a little bit quicker. Yeah, because oh, it's hard to say because the Wallabies are so much not as good as All Bucks. I will say, um, even Warbrick, remember the first few games? We were like, ooh, that defence is like yep. not great. Um, now, by the end of the season, what's crazy with Warbrick is the bricks just getting started, baby. The bricks just get, he's all bricked up. <laughs> <laughs> what? Isn't that well, like, well summed up. Yeah, okay, fair yeah. enough. No, I thought that was the headline. Storm, up. Storm fans bricked up. Yeah, can't fault that. <laughs> um, it's got my attention. Where do I read the rest of the article? <laughs> That's <was> job. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think that in attack, the only thing is like, it's that repeat high contact. You know, there is contact in union for sure. It's a super physical game. Physical game. There's no denying that. But your outside backs aren't coming in and having to run straight at the front rowers. You know, twenty times yeah. a game. Um, we all make jokes about wingers, but. 
Like the wingers in today's game are that tough. Like maybe the last, probably this modern era. If you, if you're not taking the scoots out of your own end, like what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Like even you know, <laughs> it's been a bit of a joke the last few weeks. But like when, when we've been doing this um, NRL grid, mm. and you're going back and you're typing in wingers from 10, 15 years ago, and I'm I'm always thinking comparing them to nowadays. It's completely different. The game has changed. The game has like, changed so much. When you're jammed in your corner, they, they've kicked downfield. You know, you're turning around. The first, you know, the first run has been just dominated by the defence. It's a slow play of the ball, and you've got ten blokes itching at the bit to get up and flog you. And you're a, you know, ninety kilo winger. It's the worst carry in the game. Yeah, it's yeah. literally the worst carry in the game. Um, and it's it's uh, it's the idea that this, as you said, they are itching to get a shot on a winger. Like, oh, this is the best. Um, and so I guess that that will be the question in attack. And yeah, defensively, all the you know, obvious you know questions are: can he get the reads right? Blah blah blah. Um, but I'm excited for him. I think that uh, you know, reportedly on around 400, I think it'd probably be a little bit less than that. Um, sorry, even at 500, maybe a year. Um, I think it's probably a little bit less than that. I'd be surprised if they were going to bring over an untested outside back on 400k a year. But in saying that, the salary cap's gone up, so maybe that's equivalent to. 350 or four. Um, but yeah, I can't wait to see how he goes. He's still got another year in union. Uh, but so Ro- Roosters have said it'd be too complicated to get him over now. Mm. I think also, you know, if you're going for premierships, you keep Suwali'i in the site. That's insanity if you were going to get rid of it. Like, people are forgetting how good Suwali'i is just because he was a little bit quiet at centre for a while. It's like, mate, do you not forget? Do you not realise what the year he had when he was 18 years old? Like, what are we talking about here? Uh, what do you reckon? Well, I believe actually, much like Guru uh, Nwangani Tawase grew up as a big Roosters fan. I've got a, a one of my mates on Instagram, I believe, was mates with him when he was a bit younger. And he mm. put some photos up the other day. He's like, we always knew this was going to happen. Good on you. And he's head to toe in Roosters stuff. It looks like kind of underage, like training stuff. I don't know if yep. he played with one of those squads at some point or was just a big Chooks fan. But either way, I think um, this has been something that he's wanted to do, it looks like, for quite a while. So... Mm. Good to see like someone coming across and playing for a club that they grew up supporting and all that sort of thing. So it's a it's a bigger call than people realise in regards to his career because he could go to Europe and earn fucking heaps. Yeah, yeah. Um, Big call. Like it's a Big huge call. call. Now he's still he's twenty three, I think. Yep. It's only a two year deal. So by the time it finishes, he'll be about twenty six, twenty seven. Can still do that, uh, but I, I but I do say like I do feel that the um, the the day and age of NRL being so far behind when it comes to what you can earn, it's kind of over. Mm. Um, we have million dollar players in our game mm. now. You know, yeah. as a winger, if he kills it, he can earn six, seven hundred grand. You know, how much how much more is he gonna get paid unless you're maybe semi radradra? How much more are you gonna get paid over in Europe? Like probably the same. Yeah. To be a, a gun winger. I'd assume I would put it this way, I don't think union over in Europe, wingers are getting two million dollars a year in that. Mm. Now, could be wrong, but I doubt it. Yeah, no. put on top of that, he gets to live in you know, Eastern suburbs of Sydney and whatnot. Like he's not in a bad spot. It's, yeah, it's not a bad spot to be in. Not a bad spot to he, be. Yeah, uh, yeah. If he doesn't play first grade in his first year, Kempi, he could be your first uh, bloat FC member from reserve grade. Oh, you reckon? I reckon he's Is that you? We were talking about him yesterday. We were looking over Bondi Beach having a beer, saying how tough it'd be for him. It's a tough squad, mate. Yeah, it's a big call. What do you reckon? He's got to look out for the people who are pouring their beers back in the jug. Uh, <laughs> dodge those and stay out of their way. <laughs> Um, fill your boots Not down. Someone there. you want to mess with? <laughs> he's clearly yeah. He's a psycho. Yeah, he's a psycho. Just don't want to have beers with him. Um, speaking of union, um, huge news over overnight. Like this was breaking news. Who saw this, this coming? I've mate. 
This came out of left field for me. Uh, Eddie Jones is set to be reappointed as head coach of Japan. What? Pending approval from Union's board. I know. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. You know what? I'm stoked for him. Like he, he had such he had such a hard run here at the Wallabies, and you never thought like he would just land on his feet so quickly. Like who would have thought? Out of Japan of all places. Because he was so committed to us, and then all of a sudden, he's got a gig already, mate. I mean, props to his management because they must have got that deal done real short in a am, real short period. Am I being punked with all these cameras here? Is it Japan? Unbelievable. Oh, my God. Um, so he denied links to the role at least a dozen times. Uh, it's less than two months since he walked out on the Wallabies. So in about seven weeks, he's managed to land a head coach of Japan role. It's, just, it's, it's disgraceful, like actually disgraceful the way this has all been handled. Um, I just... I just can't believe it. Like the brazen nature of a bloke that six months ago, or sorry, a year ago, was quite loved by the Australian public. Quite, you know, we all mm. were stoked that he was a part of it. Has just gone big, big middle finger to the whole country. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Guru, what do you reckon, mate? Must have been a nice holiday over there. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I'm worried Matty's going to return from Bali as the head coach for the India. Oh, mate, I, this is almost at the point where I'm just like, I don't fucking care anymore, <laughs> honestly. Like we've said, I think everything we can say about this, I think everyone shares the same opinion. I haven't heard anyone push back on. There's, oh, there's been some point. people I've seen being like, oh, it was the Wallabies' fault. It's Rugby Union Australia's fault. Sure. Yeah. Okay, bro. There's a way to go about this as an individual. Yeah. And he hasn't gone about it the right way. Timmy, what do you reckon, mate? Mm. Yeah, Eddie Jones really gives me vibes like that kind of bloke who'd pour beer back in the <laughs> Yeah. I don't think he's a complete psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mate. Bit uh, far there, bit far there, mate. Rank form from Eddie and uh, I'm excited not to see his name in the paper for a while. Hammy? It's be interesting to see, I mean, I don't... We haven't really hosted Japan out here to play a game, have we? Ooh. But, like, imagine the reception, um, Eddie, you know, out here coaching uh, against the Wallabies. Maybe that would be good. Maybe it would be good for interest. It's good for, yeah, if you're like Australia, that. you want that. Yeah. Because everyone will be tuning in. Exactly. Um, it's just, yeah, I mean, you guys have said it all. It's just a joke. Like, I can't believe the day before the World Cup, he's chatting to him allegedly. Yeah. He goes, no, nah, I never spoke to him. Fast forward two months and he's Not even. Confirmed. Bloody, not even. Not yeah. even two months out of the... Co- like, does the Australian head coach role mean nothing to you? Yeah, like, it's, it's our country. You are representing everything that's happened before. Craziness. Anyway, I just thought I'd let everyone know because I'm sure people are surprised by yeah. that breaking news. Yep. Eddie Jones. coming. Um, okay, Kurt Catewell signs immediately with the Warriors, released from the Broncos. Um, spoke a little bit about this on Packer Up, boys, but... Although I understand everyone's situation, you know, he gets that long-term deal, Broncos have these young guys coming through. It's not a foregone conclusion that the Broncos aren't going to miss him. I think that we need to keep that in perspective. I think that also that doesn't mean that Piacora and Ricky can't have incredible years and kill it. But this idea that, oh, yeah, we've just got these two young guns and they're just going to kill it, it's not a sure thing. Like Experience matters, locker room guys matter, and the fact that Catewell came to the club with Renault and has got us to a grand final, that means something. So although I understand the decision and I agree with it, if that was the, the um, if it was us or them kind of thing, I still think that the Broncos have lost quite a few players now and that that's a, a, little, a little bit worrying. I think it's definitely worrying, mm. yeah. Experience does matter. And, you know, 
I remember at the start of this preseason, we spoke a lot about who we thought was going to make the eight, who was going to miss the eight. You know, we spoke about that there's always a few teams that jump up out of nowhere, and then quite often they fall back down. Yeah, I don't think that will happen with Brisbane, but you're in a very delicate spot where are you coming back from the most heartbreaking grand final loss of all fucking time mm. with a young squad? It's you're in a very very delicate spot and to let an experienced guy like him go and you, you've got to make tough decisions like this I've mentioned a number of times the Penrith Panthers made a tough decision like this well, we, we, all, we all agree if it was if the decision was keeping Pierre Cora and Ricky and Cable had to leave we all probably would have made that decision probably would have yeah, yeah. Mm. I would have rather make it in 12 months for sure, ideally for sure. and that, that's the only thing that worries me like I don't think they've made the wrong decision but yeah it's going to be very interesting to see how it all plays out what do you reckon Timmy? Yeah, big decision to cut him straight away, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, I, I think I personally think that they had cap pressure this year. Yeah. Okay. I reckon because otherwise, why would you? And even, yeah. even from a Warriors perspective, <coughs> they want him and need him this year coming. Mm. That experience come in like by the time uh, you know twenty twenty five rolls around, he'd be I think thirty two or thereabouts. So he's getting on his career. He's had a few injury problems, so he still have plenty to offer on field this year. But yeah, the Broncos, big decision from them. Probably frees up a bit of cap space. I like the aggressive nature of it, especially if it has freed up some space and made allowed them to re-sign certain players. Uh, we've spoken at Piakura you know, in depth this season, but massive fan of what he's doing, and I can't wait for this season as a result. But yeah, and the the experience going into that Warriors outfit will be invaluable. Yeah, massive get for the Warriors because look, if the Broncos have just been you know really good about it and said, listen, um, you 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 know this deal is a great deal for you even though we'd love to keep you, we're doing what's best for mm. you, then I think that's very honourable. But I, I just don't – clubs don't do that. Not premiership winning clubs. Like you wouldn't see the Panthers doing that. Yeah. Um, so I think that probably there was a bit of cap pressure. They probably said to Kate, well, if you can get a deal, look for it. Kate Will probably was disappointed with it. Again, this is all just assumption, guys. Kate Will was probably really disappointed when he heard that, but then went and got the deal and then it kind of all happened. But um, – Look, I cannot wait to see Pierre. Like, basically, he's got that spot now. Yep. Um, yeah. Week in, week out, another whole preseason on his belt. Ricky, now, you know, things are moving quickly for Ricky. He, he went for, he had a really good year, but now, mate, you're the leader on the edge. So that's even more pressure. You're no longer the young kid that is, is, has got time to develop. It's, you are the guy now. You are the guy. Yeah, it's been a roller coaster for Ricky, hasn't yeah. it? And, yeah. like, even from my perspective, like, I, I sort of thought a year ago, like, I wasn't sure if he was mature enough week in week out to be an 80 minute back rower in the nrl <coughs> he, he turned me around very quickly last year can be peaker starting capable gone round one super coach by we put him in, in our teams or too soon mate don't get caught up in the hype seriously <laughs> you you super coach blokes don't know how to hold your bloody nerve everyone's going to be jumping on pia cora i'll give you my smokies when we get close to the year <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon amy great get great get for the warriors i think he's Massively underrated, just sort of flown under the radar a little bit the last few years. Obviously, a few injuries, but great player. Um, good for the Warriors. They can get him right away. So they'll have a year of him and AFB together next year. Signing as a, an edge or a middle, do we think, in that they'll have <coughs> near Cora there? Uh, no, I think they'll move near Cora in the middle. Middle. Just, on the edge. Yeah, and I think it'll be Ford because they re signed Ford and yep. Capewell on the Karen's edges. Because yep, near Cora seems like a bigger body than Capewell. Yeah. He's a big boy. Yep. I reckon they put him in the middle. Maybe even try and turn him into a front rower. I wouldn't mind seeing Neil Corey because he, he played a little bit of at the Eels. I know he, he played well centre. Yeah. But he's big enough, yeah. explosive enough. Um, but yeah, great like get for the Warriors. I mean, the Warriors, they've only gotten better. 
They haven't lost anyone and they got more people in. So they actually should go better next year. Yeah. And can kick field goals too. So you can never have too many of those. That, true. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Yeah. Um, reports that Storm have signed Sean Bloor for 25. Ooh. They could join. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Have some professionalism. <laughs> <laughs> what a lump of coal in my sack for Christmas. Seriously. Reports that Storm signed Sean Bloor for 25 but could join uh, with an early release. I absolutely love this signing and sorry, Hami, but I want him down there tomorrow. Yeah. I want him down there tomorrow. Uh, we've been waiting for this. I'm going to pretend Hami isn't here, but we've been waiting for this for a while. Yeah. Um, and for him to land at Melbourne is super exciting. <laughs> a team that I think are lacking just dominant forwards. Punch. Yeah. And this guy, you know, yeah, I think because of injury and, you know, time at the Tigers, people haven't, Probably realised just how good Sean Bloor is, but coming through, he was an absolute weapon. Yeah, uh, Mark might have missed the CBA list, but he was always front and centre <laughs> of it. So I can't wait to see what Bellamy does with him. And this is the first first time in a while that Melbourne have signed a guy like this that I've been this excited about. Oh uh, yeah, I am super excited because th- he is a he he plays a style of rugby league that makes him a fan favourite. Like if, if he can play consistent first grade in that storm system, he'll be one of the most loved players because he's fireworks. If you, all you have to do is go back to his debut, comes on the field against the Eels. At this stage, Nathan Brown, he's the big bad bully, a hyper-aggressive. Bloor in his debut, so would have been 19, 20 years old, went toe-to-toe with Brown. And not just like toe-to-toe, like had like, oh, the little tackles here and there. No, literally run it straight, let's fucking go. Multiple times. And I have to say, Bloor won the battle. Now... Brown's obviously had a better career, but that's the kind of player he is that he goes toe-to-toe with the opposing forward pack. He's explosive. There's fireworks. I cannot wait to see him at the Storm. Timmy? Finally, like you just – Guru touched on it, but superstar <coughs> through the lower grades and just injury more than anything. He's just stunted his early development at NRL level. But – it just reeks of a storm signing where he's going to come in, they'll get the best out of him, out of that toxic environment the Tigers have in. <laughs> well, it's, it's really exciting. And, and you know, Is there any HR forms? I can <laughs> the height that, and like the raps that have been on Bloor, and we finally we saw him string together 15 games this season, but out of the club and footy circles, everyone thinks he's just a budding superstar in the game. Yep. Superstar's probably a bit harsh, but <laughs> star of the game and... We might hopefully be about to see it at the storm. Well, his, his trajectory was Origin. Yep. Coming coming through the grades was eventually he'll play Origin. Now, he still may get there. Well, I think, wasn't he like captain of the New South Wales sides and stuff, Matty? Yeah. yeah juniors coming through, yeah. Uh, what do you reckon? I can't help but notice that you've taken your beard off. Um, and I don't blame you because I'm a little hot under the collar with this one as well. <laughs> um, you know, I think the, the, the fairest way to go about this would be a player swap. <laughs> Uh, so we'll take Cam Munster, 23. <laughs> yeah, don't forget Benji Marshall, one celebrity apprentice, so he can get these deals done. So watch, watch this space, Munster the Tigers, and I think that would be a fair trade. You reckon it's a fair I trade? I think that would be a fair trade. <laughs> Anything less, unfair, again. We don't need him anyway. We've got Gordon Whippy coming in, so we are good to go in the uh, in the forwards department. But, um, yeah, the, the headline is uh, Munster to the Tigers. <laughs> That's the headline, yeah. 2024, eh? Yeah. Do you imagine if that somehow come off? <laughs> Only the Tigers could pull that off. Um, yeah, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Uh, now, Ben Hunt confirms he will be at the Dragons next year. He said, I'm definitely committed for next year and want to win a premiership. Um, win a premiership? <laughs> Jeez. 
Hey, man. Wow, coming from a Tigers fan. Yep. <laughs> HIA for Ben, I think, before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Jeez Louise. Stick the boot in. Yeah. Poor Benny. Come um, to the Tigers if you want to win a premiership. <laughs> we're building nice in Munster. <laughs> Blaw, we're trimming the fat blows out of there. <laughs> Wiffy coming through. <laughs> All aboard. Um, look, it's, it's good that this is public. It's good that, you know, at least internally you can, and, and this may be the case, but you can sell it as uh, Flanagan has convinced him, he's on board, he's ready to go. Uh, because if, that, if he is not convinced by Flano, then it's just pointless. Like it's, it's absolutely pointless. So good to, good to hear. He said for next year, he didn't say till the year after, which <laughs> you can always look at that. But yeah. it's good to hear for Dragons fans. It is good to hear, but without sounding like an arsehole, doesn't it just show the situation there is that we're saying, how good is it that the captain wants to play there and he wants to win a comp next year? I know, it's a disaster. It's fucked. Yeah. Yeah, nice little PR spin. Like, yeah, a few red flags if you came out and said, no, I still don't want to be here. Like, that'd be a real yeah. issue. So, yeah. you know, it's good that he wants to be there, but yeah, see. Uh, I'd love to know the last time a club, it was news that a club captain said, I want to play for the club next year and be successful. <laughs> I just I can't believe they forced him to stay. And look, take away the ethical, moral, blah blah blah. He signed a contract. Take that all away. Just as a club, it's like it's like your missus going, "Look, I don't want to be with you." And you're going, "Yeah, well, you are." <laughs> you know, you're it's in. Wild. You're you're in this fucking relationship, baby. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> yeah, you signed a contract. See this marriage contract? Contract we both agreed to. Um, very strange. Very strange. But I do hope the dragons go well because. Um, it's been a tough year. Jack Bird says his preference is to play centre for the Dragons. He was quoted saying he played his best footy for Flano at centre. <clears throat> Could be the riding be on the wall. Lomax to fullback. Sul- um, Moses Suli and Bird in the centres, do you think? I'd like to see it. I'd like to see Lomax giving a crack at fullback. I remember a couple of pre-seasons ago, it was the talk of the town for six months, and then I think he lasted two weeks. Mm. They hooked him out of there and didn't put him back there, which I thought was bizarre. Um, I think Lomax, it's worth a crack. You've obviously got Sloan there who's been building the last couple of years, but I don't think he's taken his opportunities. I'd be giving Lomax a crack and putting Jack Bird in there. Yeah, and, and with Sloan, like, mate, show us how much you wanted on the wing. Yep. You know, you're on the wing, take 20 carries. Um, we, we, know, we know you're incredible in attack. We all agree. He's a great kid. He definitely, he definitely seems like a great kid that we all want to succeed. But unfortunately, you haven't earned that fullback jersey. Yep. Go and earn on the wing. Because that's what Wayne used to do with um, young players coming through. Very rarely would he de- debut them at fullback. Uh, he would usually stick them on the wing. Um, just to say, like, you know, look at Darius. Played on the wing for years before he moved to fullback. It's just all about earning that key position. Um, he debuted some of them at fullback. Well, he did de- debut some of them at fullback. <laughs> Funnily enough. Funnily I was talking enough. about Lockie, but... <laughs> oh. Get on you, mate. Gary <laughs> goes whack. Jeez, it's gonna be a busy day for the bloke HR department <laughs> over oh, the Christmas shit. period. Oh my god, <laughs> that is unbelievable from you, Guru. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, yeah, I think Lomax at fullback. I think Sloan on the wing, mate. Just get the tough carries in here, um, and then if he kills it, you put him back at fullback. Christ, I just want to see Jack Bird play twenty games. Yeah, I know. I know. I love him as a player. Yeah. Like I absolutely love him as a player. And even through all this time, when he has played, he's usually one of their better players. Yeah. Like very rarely is he not. What are you laughing at, Timmy? You're laughing at oh, Rue fucking having gu- a shot. Guru gu- gu- just wanted to see Birdie play twenty games. Played twenty three in twenty twenty two and twenty two in twenty twenty one. 
I wasn't going to say it, but you called me out, so I had to. <laughs> <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, it surprised oh, me. Shout as well. out to you, Bertie. For what it's worth, I didn't think he had either. You know what? You know what it is? It's because he changes position all the time. It's sometimes he's off the bench. Sometimes yeah. he's. Sometimes he's. Um, <laughs> How many you played this year? Fourteen. Yeah. Right. Oh, so he played fourteen this year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, that's fair. I thought so, but yeah. you know. Well, so Timmy's <laughs> nitpicking for twenty-two. Holy shit! What is going on with the panel today? We all hate each other today. Where's the love, baby? You guys getting the beers last night and punch I on? I think it's the hats. It's very hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> um, How many beers did Jack Bird pour back in the jug in 2023? <laughs> um, four. 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 four and no one said a thing to him. <laughs> um, okay. A uh, bit of boxing, quickly. Um Haney defeats a Progress. I hope I'm saying that right. Progress. Uh, 120 to 107 on all cards in just an absolute shutout. Um, Haney is, we are witnessing, I think personally, we're witnessing a future Hall of Famer. He is so special. And I know there's going to be boxing fans who go, you don't know shit about boxing. It's my opinion. Go fuck yourself, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, Haney, I think we're witnessing a future Hall of Famer. He's got all the tools. He just moved up to 140. He looked even better than he looked at 135. Um, he's only 25 years old. Went up and fought the world champ um, WBC, I think. Uh, got the title. He'd already be um, unanimous. Got all the titles down at 135. On top of that, like, I know a lot of people think he didn't beat Lomachenko. But I don't think it was a robbery. I think it could have gone either way. So people are calling a robbery. I disagree. I think it could have gone either way. Yes, does Haney like to point fight? Is he, you know, does he have a huge knockout record? I mean, he does have 15 knockouts. That will come. He's 25 years old. And also, yesterday, he dropped Progress in the third round, I think. Anyway, third or sixth round. So he does have power, especially as he moves up. I'm excited for Haney. At 25 years old, I think we're watching a guy that's going to have be essentially the face of boxing. Also, Liam Parrow, Australian. I think it's Parrow or Parrow? Parrow. Liam Parrow, uh, Australian, goes over for his second fight outside of Australia and uh, defeats Love um, by uh, knockout, TKO. Well, drops him twice and the ref stops it. Um, Huge for him because basically there is a chance, a chance, I don't think it will happen because Haney is, you know, he has so many options at that, that, that weight level, but he's at 140 as well. He actually could, he was supposed to fight Pagreas, sorry if I'm saying that wrong, who fought Haney. So that's mm -hmm. how close um, the Aussie is to getting a world title shot. I think probably one more fight to getting that, but that's how well he's going. Liam Pyro, follow him on Instagram. I think it's Liam Paro, so L-I-A-M-P-A-R-O, boxing on Instagram. Give him a follow. Incredibly good young boxer. Um, he had 14 months off, goes over to America and dusts a guy with uh, incredible potential love. Absolutely dusted him. Uh, also, massive shout-out, Saab made his boxing debut against Cassatino Sorelli, uh, defeating by TKO after Sorelli popped his shoulder out. Ooh. Um, congratulations to Saab. I think Leilua also had a bit of a boxing match and won his boxing match. So congratulations to Saab. The boys are on. The boys yeah. are on. Jeez, he'd have some reach in the ring, wouldn't he? Oh, jeez, he would. Him. Bloody, he'd be in the corner punching in the face. My, be <laughs> my beak in his reach. <laughs> Bloody hell, I'd be in my corner getting punched in the face. Um, so massive congratulations. But yeah, Liam Paro, follow him, guys. Incredible win on the weekend. Looks super, super sharp. And just beating with the fundamentals. That uppercut he first dropped in with and then that straight left. Oh, it was sweet science, Guru. It's a sweet science, baby. 
Was that Joey Lalua you were talking about then? Yeah. Out of box? Yeah. I think he's running out for the Dapto Canaries next yeah. year. Oh, is he? Shout out to the Blakey big Wallace. Fella. Yeah. Jeez, I would not like to be marking him. No, thank you. Fuck that. Imagine being just some like 65 kilo little winger stepped up to first grade for the week <coughs> and you see your 10 out oh. in line and you see Joey Lalua go to dummy half with one eye on you. You go, oh, no, shit. No, thank you, sir. No, thank you, sir. Um, any other news, guys, for the last? Got anything else to get off your chest before we... I wanted to get one off you just as Mr. Cricket, just to circle back. Yeah. We don't have to go through too much cricket today, but the, the big story in cricket this week, which I'm sure you'll be across, um, Kempi was in Canberra Premier Cricket, third grade, Gin and Dara versus Wests. <laughs> now, shocking images have emerged over the past 24 hours okay. of a bloke who has clean, bold, middle stump, but the bales have somehow stayed in place. Now, I'm going to show you the picture now. Okay. I'll get Maddie to add this later. Yeah. But as the, the voice of cricket, um, I mean, Paddy Cummins attributes the World Cup win to you. Um, you know, you missed a big bash as well. D- is this out or not out? And I w- I'd like you to show your work. So here's the- yeah, that's absolutely not out. You know why? Bowl better. Yeah? Bowl better. So the bow is still in place there, but the, and the two stumps either side. You got a weak arm. Sorry, mate, you got a weak arm. Because yep. if you hit it hard enough, yep. the bow comes off. Just got a bowl better, mate. Yeah. In all seriousness, though, it defies the laws of physics that it looks like it's Photoshop. Well, I reckon what's happened here, and with my cricket knowledge, yep. is that middle stump is actually dug deeper into the ground than the other ones, and it's actually not touching the bale. Okay. And that's why it, that's why it could go over and not pull it over. Gotcha. Have you, you seen this before? Yeah, I've seen this before growing <laughs> up, mate. Mudgy. Mudgy playing uh, Narang, mate. Uh, it was a, uh, quite a balmy day, and Steve-O... He'd had a few tins the night before. Fucking drew a beamer. Yep. <laughs> Went straight through the middle, mate. <laughs> it only happened to Steve. <laughs> Gee, and what was the umpire's verdict that day? Mate, you know what? We just got on the beers. Yep. <laughs> we said, you know, we stopped the game. We said, boys, the gods wants us just to have some beers together. Yep. Because that clearly, the, go- the cricket gods, which I'm close to, yep. um, they clearly want the boys to come together. Yep. And they're really testing whether, will you go to war or will you make love to each other? And we made love with beers. There you go. Like the beers were the metaphor of making love to each other. Yep. We didn't actually like <laughs> the physical. Good. Uh, good Spiritual. Spiritual clarification. Made, yeah, spiritually made love. Yeah. But if you want to make love yeah. at cricket, you can. And right? that was another chapter of the uh, Mudgee Narang Book of Feuds. Of course, we saw a few weeks ago, the six weeks no, no, of the final load. No, no, but this, this all ties in. This yeah. all ties in because what you don't know, because you don't know shit about cricket, yep. um, Mudgee and Narang are actually one team now. So that's oh. how it all started. Brought them together. So Mudgy and Narang were the ones that had six for. Yep. When they were bowling their guys out in the last yeah, yeah. innings. Yep. Uh, and that's actually how that team came together. Yep. Because of Steve-O hit the thing, failed didn't come off. We come. all made love together, became one nation. Huge. <laughs> Clip that up, Matty. <laughs> what so a finish for the year. There's the law. There's the law for cricket and uh, Mudjabba. Uh, anyway, look, could we hit any lower? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. But that's, I think that's a fitting send-off for the yeah. year. I'm glad we cleared it up too and really got to the bottom there, <laughs> whether that was out or not out. But, um, anyway, that was, the, that was a big story. Have we got any, uh, any more NRL grid we want to do? Or? <laughs> no, thank you, don't sir. Say it if you don't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, as, as always, guys, we are done and dusted, but a massive thank you for the year. We are so appreciative, and we know that we're only here because of your support. So we guys owe you – we owe you this life. We owe you this life. So thank you very much, um, and we will see you next year. And in the meantime, we'll go fuck ourselves. <laughs>
Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.